Welcome to Needle Jig Podcast, Season 1, Episode 6, Renee Little, Part 1. I'm Mark Lascarbo, and you can often find me recording live on YouTube on most Mondays. We're now presenting these recordings to you practically unedited. This show is created for professional tattooers, tattoo apprentices, or anybody else who really wants to listen, but uh, you have to understand you're not going to learn how to tattoo from this podcast. If you want to order products from Needle Jig Tattoo Supply, you're going to have to get through a vetting process and prove you're a professional, at least to get tattoo equipment. You can order our shirts and other miscellaneous, though. I'd like to take a minute to thank all the Needle Jig customers out there. You've been supporting me for decades, and I want you to know that uh, I'm quite grateful. You folks are the reason that we're able to bring you these interviews. You're really going to enjoy this next interview with Renee Little. This woman has a lot of stories and really tells it like it is. In fact, there's so many stories that we broke this into two parts. So enjoy. Please leave your comments in the podcast review and anything else you need. Contact us at cs at needlejig.com. Now let's talk tattoo with Renee Little. All right. Hey guys, it's Mark here at Needle Jig. Uh, this morning or is it afternoon? I'm not sure really, but uh, today we're talking to Renee Little. Uh, she's been tattooing quite a while. She's got a nice shop out in Oklahoma City. Uh, young female artist. Well, maybe not so young, but you know, hey, yeah, she still looks good, right? So anyways, uh, here's Renee. How you doing this morning, Kit? Good morning. I'm doing good, Mark. Thank you. Thanks for uh, having me. Always good to see you. You look lovely. The hair is fabulous. Oh, I thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the only thing I can do during the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, we're all we're we're all in our pandemic garb. We don't shave. We don't. Yeah, do my armpit hair is getting outrageous. Oh, same, same. Yeah, just let it be free is what I say. <laughs> but I mean, it is kind of a nice. Uh, we usually see each other quite formal. You know, so this is kind of nice and comfy. Yeah, on our on our know. best game day, uh, hungover. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, right. No, I think you're the one of people that see me first thing uh, before a convention, and then you see me the next day and see like the before and the after. Just the slow deterioration. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's convention life for all of us, though. So uh, you know, very few of us are uh, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed on Sunday mornings walking onto the floor, but uh, yeah. So anyways, uh, how's life there in Oklahoma? I mean, how's the shop going? I know it's constantly under uh, refinement and expansion, but uh, give us a little bit about that. Uh, the shop is doing really well. Um, I'm really thankful for that because it's been really crazy two years or almost two years. Um, this next July will be two years. Uh, the pandemic hit, of course, when I was going to start phase two of my build out and, you know, kind of get a, a t-shirts and start selling merchandise. And so that had to be a little delayed, but um, I still have artists. Um, there's more artists that are coming. So I'm building out more booths for them now. Um, and it's actually doing pretty great besides the ice on the ground right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you took a good tumble this morning, you said. So. I, yeah, I did. I definitely did. I have, I'm sure I'll see uh, past the black and gray tattoos, all the black and gray later. <laughs> um, but uh, 
no, it's it's been pretty, pretty nice. Um, here uh, in Oklahoma, basically a weirdo, uh, like I, I appointment only. Um, I just tattoo and paint and kind of work. So when pandemic hit, it was perfect timing for that. I mean, that's kind of every artist's dream though. So congratulations to you. Uh, I Thank jumped you. the gun just a little bit here with the whole shop expansion here. Uh, I, I, I've known you for years and years and I, I just wasn't thinking, but uh, uh, there may be a lot of people tuning in out there that may not know you at all. So uh, can you give a little brief introduction about yourself, how long you've been tattooing, where you got your start, just some basic information. So people aren't totally in the dark. Okay. Uh, hello. <laughs> my name is Renee Little. <laughs> it's my real name. Um, I've been tattooing since 2006 um in the southeast of uh, part of the u.s in tampa bay florida and um i moved to oklahoma city um pretty much i think i think like five years ago now um and uh with the intention to kind of spread my uh, set some roots down and build a studio of kind of my creation um I really love tattooing in Florida. There's a hell of a lot of killer artists out there, but it was becoming really oversaturated. And um, I knew that I could just do something a little bit bigger and grandiose in an environment that um, is still developing its tattoo culture. Um, so this is kind of like the frontier lands out here. So here I am after world traveling and tattoo conventioning. And that's how me and Mark know each other. Um, through all the tattoo convention of the villain arts crew uh, through Troy Temple and um, um, traveled the world because of that, that tattoo team that we were on, you know. Um, but uh, here, I just wanted to like really put in a really strong rooted building that I can not only use my, for my studio space, because um, I've been painting longer than I've been tattooing. Um, but here I can actually like um, have people that are very like-minded as well come to me and we can work together. So that's what I've been doing. And that's where I am now, basically. I think I covered it. <laughs> okay. And why did you pick OKC? I mean, uh, just out of curiosity, did you have any extended family there, friends there, like the weather? I mean, um, cornfields, what is it? <laughs> um, there's not as many cornfields as you think. That's... <laughs> Uh, I learned a lot about Oklahoma City since I've been here. Uh, if you see Oklahoma in a movie, it's actually Kansas. It's really funny. Um, so I had no family here. Uh, one friend or two is a couple. It's uh, Kyle and Amanda Peterson uh, from the tattoo convention that we or tattoo conventions that we do together. Um, they worked at a shop here and they knew I was ready to move. Um, and my options were Philly or Portland. And um, Philly just seemed, I really love Philly. Um, I do consider that a second home. Like that's, I have so many friends there and I have so many clients in that tri-state area um, that I knew I would be fine, but it seemed still to be a dirtier version of my hometown. If that makes any sense. Bigger. An older version. <laughs> and older, yeah, more set in like grittier version of St. Petersburg, Florida, you know, it, I don't know why, but St. Petersburgans, as we call ourselves, love to go to Philly. <laughs> and I hear bad things happen in Philadelphia. 
I do too. That's wild. <laughs> Bad things happen on St. Pete too. Um, and same thing with Portland. It was so, um, I know I love that town, but it started moving into a different, it started changing, of course, when the tech companies moved in and it just became this crazy oversaturated, like everyone would be a tattooer and everyone had this fantasy about it that, and I was just like, no, man, I'm just, uh, I just want to be my clients. I just want to be able to paint and do my thing. And it, I don't know, it just seemed like somewhere where I couldn't really move forward. I would just be putting my body in a new state doing the same rat race. So I saw so many options and so much potential in Oklahoma City. And because one, I was so busy here. Um, as soon as I got here, I think I had a clientele. Um, and now my books have closed. It's, I mean, I, I, for the unforeseeable, unforeseeable future. Um, and they're all big pieces. Like I can really like do what I want to do here. So I kind of sacrificed you know, being able to um, have family close by or friends close by for sure, just to be able to kind of take the next step forward with my own self and business and art and everything. So yeah, Oklahoma. <laughs> now does your shop, is, is your shop like full custom appointment only, or is there any sort of a street shop vibe at all going on? Do you, do you, do you take walk-ins at all? Do you have artists there for that? Um, no, we are in the heart of downtown and we're in an arts district. So there's lots of museums. There's lots of like really beautiful botanical gardens. There's, but, and there's also law offices and I mean, huge like Corinthian column towers, you know, um, of the judicial buildings and police buildings. So um, we're completely surrounded by um, kind of like a more corporate um, kind of clientele, but um, not, we don't even have time to do walk-ins, which is, I mean, I, I keep hiring people and then they get booked up and hire people and then they get booked up. So we've been appointments only since the very beginning and it's just worked out really, really well. Um, I do offer um, something I learned from Amy Shandick in Texas. Um, I do something of a consultation day um, with the pandemic. We have, of course, limited it and there, we have a lot more rules now but it's like one day where everyone can come in and talk to us in person if they want to. So it's kind of a free for all that day, but no, no walk-ins, uh, very yeah, much no, art studio. Yeah. <laughs> I, I find that, uh, that whole consultation, uh, consultation day thing, uh, very intriguing. I know it works incredibly well for Amy and, and, and her mm -hmm. crew down there. And I know another, uh, a lot of people have adopted that same, thing mm -hmm. and 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 whereas i i see it and i know it works i just don't get the gist of it because when i was tattooing every day mm -hmm. i couldn't foresee something like that actually working and mm -hmm. but I, I know it does because uh i and i also know other artists that literally just have nine to five hours and i'd never thought mm -hmm. that would have worked but it works in certain areas for certain people man and it's just mm -hmm. it's uh just goes to show how creative and innovative uh we can be as a group to make our desires and our passions work i mean it's just it's, oh totally it's it's it's, oh, it's, it's always because it, i mean on the surface a lot of things are like there's no way in hell that would work but 
people are doing it ridiculously successful. People are doing, and that's if I could give any advice during all of this, it's um, I've learned an incredible amount of just owning a business and communicating with not only my clients, but my coworkers and their clients, you would be really surprised of how well people will react um, and how well people will work with you when you set the rules, when you just tell them what it is, not meanly, not rudely, you just plan it down, you have a system, people will follow it. You know, like I started thinking about, well, if I drive into Starbucks, right? I know that I have to say grande, I can't say medium, you know, or they're gonna whip my hand. But I know this, so I follow the rules, you know, like I know how to order my drink because it's the rule following and that's how they get the system working. So I refuse to conform to Starbucks rules. (laughs) But I feel sassy, yeah, like I'll have a small. (laughs) I just want a large black coffee, end of story. That's it. I'm going to pipe in. There's a couple people in the chat room. We've got uh, Mukesh says hello. Uh, Jerry Shackles is asking where his needle is. Uh, and Ryan Mistassina says hello. It's me again, the guy from Maryland. Uh, hello, Renee. Oh, hello. How's it going? <laughs> hello, everyone. Thanks hey, for guys. Watching. Thanks for joining. I don't know. I, I don't know if something's missing. Please call customer service and I'll get on it right away. If I'm personally responsible, uh, call me. <laughs> no, I think, I don't know if they, uh, I think they're looking for some needles or something, but uh, uh, Leland Walker also says great news and uh, I'll be back in the background. All right, cool. cool. Anyways, uh, no, you're, you're, you're correct. Um, especially I see it daily that like, people have to learn to adapt in this time. And, Mm -hmm. and as humans, we resist any change uh, at all, but it's nice to see that when change is indeed a necessity that we're capable. I mean, that, that we're capable. It's, it's, it's not only capable, but we're, we're willing to, uh, on most levels, at least most logical human beings are, are, are willing to reassess the situation, adapt to the new surroundings and move forward because that's what mm-hmm. we all want to do. We just want to keep moving forward. So well, there's, a, there's a small segment of our population that wants to go backwards, but you know, Hey, mm-hmm. you're, you're always going to have that. Um, the rest of us, we want to keep moving. And, and that's, mm-hmm. that's what it is. You know, we want our art to get better. We want our business to get better. We want our family, our relationships, everything to get better and move forward. So mm-hmm. we're going to do whatever it takes. Uh, I like to think we're going to do whatever it takes to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And um, I always wonder when, you know, I, I'm so heavily influenced by the people that I've put myself around over the last, you know, 15 years, Mark in February, uh, I can't even remember my 15 year mark. So shut up. Okay. Old man. (laughs) I'm just saying this is the longest thing that I've ever done. So, I mean, besides painting and loving my cat, uh, this is it. Yep. Cool. Commitment. (laughs) Um, but, uh, I'm so like, I allow myself to be so heavily influenced that I'm always so surprised when I hear, you know, the stubbornness or, you know, the older gen, like putting their heels in the dirt and saying no, no to growth, no to anything. I'm over it. Um, when they have seen and experienced so much and they're right, they're right beside me traveling and doing all these things. And 
hearing, but I still see it as like a new industry every day. This is the new and like, it's, it's a young industry. So therefore we can bend it and wield it to our own. And I always describe that too. It's like, well, there's tattooing and then there's the industry of tattooing, you know, and it all started out with a dude or chick selling machines or selling inks to everyone. And then that grew. So we can all have our hand in it. Um, and when we come together, that's when how really cool ideas happen for sure. Um, but the consultation day, I mean, especially with the pandemic, I can't imagine being a shop owner and just having people like coming in and out, in and out, in and out, you know, that would terrify me. Um, my staff. That yeah. Scary. I mean, I, I, I've been studying and, and paying attention to, you know, uh, disease control, you know, bloodborne, airborne pathogens and all that for, you know, close mm -hmm. to 30 years now. So I have a pretty good idea on cross-contamination and how things go and whatever. Mm -hmm. And I don't have major anxiety over the current, you know, uh, world as it is. I just use common sense because I have mm -hmm. practical experience in how to keep myself safe and my family safe and my workers safe. Uh, mm -hmm. Do I know everything? I certainly do not. But mm -hmm. I have more knowledge than most of the general public. So that, that, that's, right. that's really, really, really helpful. And I just wish more people would listen. But people mm -hmm. are reluctant. There's those that do want to drag their feet into the future and go a little kicking and screaming. But those very same people that are reluctant to budge on one level they've adapted everywhere else in their life. Okay. None of them, none of them still walk from state to state or get in a horse and buggy. Okay. They use their automobiles and they use their, the, 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 the aviation and, and do these other things. So they have the ability to enjoy technology, but they're just, you know, anywhere they think they have a little stronghold they're they're going to try and dig in and, and, and be reluctant. Mm -hmm. I, I, yeah. I find it entertaining at times, you know, like, cause mm -hmm. it's, I, I love coil tattoo machines. Oh, I yeah. prefer rotary tattoo machines at this oh, yeah. point in time. And I can't wait for the next innovation, you know, and I'm constantly trying mm -hmm. to think of one myself. So, you know, shh. but, you know, but I mean, like, really, though, it's like, it doesn't mean I'm going to give up on coils or I'm going to give up on rotaries or I'm going to mm -hmm. give up on anything. I just... I want to see what's coming next. I, I enjoy mm -hmm. that. I, that, that uh, yeah, I get excited. Yeah, it's what it's what drives me, you know, is mm -hmm. to, you know, what's the next step. I don't love the surprises, but you know, it's, it's, it's something that's going to make our lives easier, our careers easier, give us longevity. Uh, before we went live here, I was talking about, you know, my more recent hand pain and, and most likely, you know, having arthritis of the hands and the, that kind of fun aging thing. And, uh, and, and anything that is a development in our craft um, mm -hmm. is going to be beneficial most likely okay uh, you said industry earlier and i've generally referred to that as as an industry um last week we were talking and uh a guy hsn got on and he used the term community and i was like mm -hmm. wow that's that that kind of struck a nerve and, and it made a lot of sense. And I've been thinking about that a little bit for the last week. And I'm like, well, I still think we're an industry, but I think we're a community driven industry, if that makes yes. any sense. I mean, and yes. it's just a definition. It doesn't mean anything. It's a label, but oh. that's, you know, I'm constantly trying to figure out my place within 
this business in this industry, this community or whatever. And, and the best way to convey my feelings about it. And I think that's mm-hmm. my most recent terminology is we are a community driven industry. No, I love that because it is true. We're very much, um, we're clicky within ourselves and I hate even saying clicky, but um, no, it, it is very much like we are very, um, we're socially influencing each other all the time. And that's the community aspect of it. And I know that, you know, like any name big art, like any name, any artist that's big can go out and influence other tattooers to either buy a product from the industry. So, I mean, and that's how we work. You're not going to have like anyone else outside of our industry convince us, you know, Mm -hmm. to buy things. Uh, We only trust other tattooers. Um, And I I am still a truest. Um, You know, I still have every single coil machine I've ever bought. I will never sell them. Um, And and I can still build them. Um, and I think it's very important that people still understand the, the mechanics of it, how it works, why, um, why we have springs and why we have, you know, like, so they can understand what they're actually doing upon impact of the skin, where, you know, the only downside is grabbing a rotary first thing. It's a little harder for me anyways to you know, kind of, if I were just to jump into that pool, it would be hard for me to understand like how it's actually hitting the skin. So when I, yeah, yeah. So I, I I do have that where I am very, um, I love like the old mythology, even I call it that too. So we're going to throw in all the descriptions, uh, the, the mythos of the community of our industry (laughs) is very powerful. And, um, kind of romanticized and, you know, true to the coil and um, needles on bars and, you know, hand pressing stencils and, um, you know, drawing instead of the iPad, you know, all of those things have a great deal of importance because we are tradesmen or craftspeople. Um, I think it's important to know, you know, where, um, where it all stems from. So in case, yeah, if, an EMF wave just takes us all out. We can still work too. Like, yeah, we're I mean, still pirates, right? <laughs> I mean, a, a tattoo machine is just a tool that drives mm-hmm. the needles into the skin repeatedly. The needles are, you know, the 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 transportation tool for the pigment. The the pigment is mm-hmm. then in a carrier, which is is called an ink, and 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 and, and but I mean it all breaks down to very, very simple mechanical means. Mm -hmm. And yeah, everybody should have an understanding of why these things work, but having different tools in your toolbox uh, to, to, to implement the end result is, is, is what's important. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just more options. I mean, you know, I don't know anybody that has a toolbox with just one screwdriver in it, you know, or one wrench. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's, there's a variety of tools for different jobs. And I've made so many needles over the years, ridiculous variations, you know, um, but each one had a specific purpose and some, right have longevity and they're going to be used for eternity probably. Mm-hmm. And, and some were just a flash in the pan and uh, mm-hmm. didn't pan out, I guess, as I, I should say, but you know, it's like, it, it doesn't hurt to try new things. I love new things, try them, understand them, 
utilize them in the future if they suit their needs and drop them if they don't. And everybody's, mm -hmm. everybody's needs are different, you know, uh, different hand speed, different uh, uh, machine speed, uh, your style of art, uh, everything mm -hmm. is a variable, you know? So, so yeah. if you don't look at these tools and understand the pros and cons of each, you, you don't know what tools to choose. That's I see of... it as like a giant algebraic equation, every <laughs> single tattoo. Um, and I, I, you know, I failed math in college. I don't know how I, <laughs> but I'll it's build the you a idea. spreadsheet, Renee. Right, right. Um, <laughs> but it's, I know that's scary. I'm like, I can run a business, but I'm like, what is this fractions? Um, uh, so you have your client that's X and then you have their skin type. Then you have like what style you're doing. You have what pigment you're using. You have all these things. And that's, yeah, if you don't think, put every single one into it. That's, that's the fun part for me. <laughs> Mm -hmm. and uh is thinking about how can i tactfully approach this tattoo and you know actually implement this design and put it into this person's skin magically you know and that is the fun part for like and that's that's the part that i actually like why i kind of got i do i do dork out with needles with you mark because if you look at my drawer like i'll go over with uh, one of the young apprentices here at the shop and they're like, why do you have so many needles? I'm like, oh, okay. And then I just like, it's story time. Like, all right, let's go through it. This one's for this and this one's for this and this one's for this. And sometimes they go like this um, and they think I'm crazy, but the end product is what's most important. And um, I just now solidified myself finally into just two styles, just two. And that's it. So you're digging um, your heels so in is what you're telling me. I am, but at least I cannot buy all the range of needles and I can just <laughs> concentrate on two styles. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've, you know, I had to close down uh, from taking new clients on just, but, and I've hired other people now, so it's great. But uh, it is that math equation, uh, every single client that I have. Um, and I know we want to talk about some color saturation too, and that's kind of part of it is what is that math equation? How do I pick my needles? And um, also uh, just taking care of your client too. That's a huge part of um, that whole equation is like, how does your client, how is your client physically when they walk in the door is really, really important. Um, and I feel like that's also something that's finally being addressed in our community industry society. Um, yep. I don't, I don't know if you knew this, Mark, but I did massage therapy before tattooing. Oh, if um, I knew that, I'd be hitting you up at the shows. Too. I know. I know. <laughs> a couple of people have. Actually, there was a couple of shows that were really dead. And uh, I just put a sign out and I made sure there wasn't, you know, there's usually like a massage therapist at the shows. And so I made sure she wasn't there. Um, but I put a sign out that said unprofessional massages for 50 bucks, only the tattooers. Um, not touching the general public not touching the general public yeah <laughs> and i did three tattoos <laughs> or i did three massages and that was like oh well i made some money sick <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, before uh, you get into the next part we've got a couple more comments and whatnot uh gene says in which parts of the country are you working from mr mark l uh, I am based out of Western Massachusetts. Uh, I started needle jig actually in Arizona in the very 
tail end of the 90s. But uh, uh, my family and my wife's family are from Massachusetts. So we brought our kids back here in 2007. And uh, yeah, this is this is where we're based at. We uh, had a store in California for a little while. And uh, that was a, a tough market to try and break into out there and uh we eventually had to close that for a couple different reasons but uh mainly to focus on the core business but anyways i'm in the northeast uh that's where i'm at i under normal circumstances you can catch me all around the country at different shows but i'm thinking it's going to be at least six eight months or so before that starts again yeah. Okay. And then uh, let's see. Jeremiah Carney is just another tattoo artist out of Toledo, Ohio. I love you guys and all of these chats. And he says, uh, one of the things I love most about this industry is just that the innovation and growth that I've witnessed firsthand over the past 15 or 20 years, along with amazing, uh, amazingly creative and innovative people. I'll embrace those changes and you'll just keep uh, moving forward with the rest of us. Uh, it's awesome. Mm -hmm. And uh, thank you so much for your, your, your kind comments, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Now is definitely the time, especially with the pandemic. I, I hate to sound like an opportunist, but uh, I mean, everything is changing right now. We need bright minds to be strong and brave and go for it. You know, um, I'm right now trying to patent something. Good Lord. Um, but this is the opportunity. So why not? You know, um, I, I'm not a big believer in patents. Uh, I, 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 uh, yeah. I, I've been there. Oh. I've done that. Um, I, I, again, it's, it's mixed emotions and just my opinion, but uh, anything you want to patent one, it's, it's, it's slightly expensive to patent something, but the, big problem is, is it is stupid expensive to try and defend a patent later. Uh, and mm -hmm. if you don't have the resources to go down that road, and if it's really successful, you most likely will need to, uh, that's, that's a touch and go on. Uh, I find it mm -hmm. to be more important just to be kind of the first on the spot, the innovator, the first to market, things like that. And, um, mm -hmm. That, that's how I see it. Uh, something would need to be making me a lot of extra zeros in order for me mm -hmm. to, to head down that path. And I, I've got a few resources more than others, but we could talk about that later. Uh, that's just, I want, just, yeah, I'll talk to you later about uh, it. So when, 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 when the general public's not involved, I, we can talk. But um, anyways, uh, uh, yeah, I think about it like this is a strange time earlier in the year. A lot of us didn't know if we were still going to be in business. I mean, really a lot of us are like, what the hell's happening? Am I, you know, am I going to be in a, living in a box next month? And um, a lot of people panicked. Uh, and there's some out there that took that time to think differently, restructure. I know I've been more productive within my business than I have been in years because I had the time at home and not on the road. Um, I'm sure you could agree. Your shop would not be getting the renovations that it is if you were still traveling like you were, right? No. I mean, so, I mean, no. you, you take this opportunity to capitalize on the unfortunate situation, mm -hmm. but it's better than sitting there and feeling sorry for yourself. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, the first day that we had to shut down or, that we had an inkling that would be shutting down. Um, I got, actually I started a new LLC um, 
um, because I knew like, okay, we're going to be shut down for a month and a half. Um, and I didn't want my workers to also strain themselves. So I took it upon myself and I just, I started a small print company and survived like, um, and you know, of course, when I started this business is when the, uh, the, our government shut down. So of course, like my banking and everything was still getting, I wasn't approved for anything. I think I got no unemployment. I got no, you know, uh, nothing. So uh, I was really glad that I had the tenacity and yeah, I, I know that if I lay down and just like, Oh, I'm going to relax. That's when I get depressed anyway. So I just didn't stop. Um, and I, I watched a lot of my friends, you know, I got kind of jealous though, cause a lot of my friends were able to like, you know, update their websites and really fine tune their portfolio and like do all these things. But, um, I was just, no, I just didn't stop. I actually got my, the fire under my butt even more. Um, and yeah, I mean, basically everyone thinks I live here cause I'm just always here either building or printing or drawing or something, you know, and I'm glad that I have it. Um, but yeah, it's, this is not the time for sure to sit and relax at all. This is the time of the opposite. Like we all need to kind of get our, get our mojo going, get our ideas out there as, you know, as fast as we can. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm a boring kind of guy. I get about a 20, 20, 25 minute commute each way every day. And uh, I listen to CNBC, you know, business radio, see what's going on in the market and around the world and stuff mm-hmm. like yeah. that. And um, uh, some of, I can't remember the specific numbers, but the amount, the number of small businesses, uh, entrepreneurial mm-hmm. small businesses that have been started during this is, is ridiculous. It's awesome. Ridiculous. I mean, uh, yeah. um, it just goes to show when you take a human and you put them on a spot, you know, they're, they're, they're going to get creative. And I, I love mm-hmm. that aspect of it. I, I, I obviously uh, have great sympathy uh, and empathy towards anybody who's, you know, been caused a lot of pain and, and, and is out of work. There are certain trades that are, that yeah. are, you know, dire. I you mean, can't do uh, anything. The, yeah. yeah. The restaurant businesses and servers and, and, and bars. And these are a lot of our friends, you know, and yeah. a lot of our clients for sure. Uh, those people that have the expendable income and, uh, and, and I feel for these people deeply. Uh, but there's other aspects that are just thriving and it's, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's mind boggling to me. I, 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 because I'm a numbers guy. I like to look at statistics. Theoretically, we should all be just sitting on our stoop and and pouting, but no, there's people out there just going and getting. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what evolution really truly is, is like when- Oh, that's science. That's fake. I went to school for (laughs) biology. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And that's my curse too, is you know, uh, everything. Um, I was, I was studying to be a biologist and hopefully die in Antarctica with some respect, you know, studying algae growth. Um, but that is evolution. And so when we are faced with an environmental dilemma, we have to conform or we'll die. Um, and I think about that, even with the, like the old timers that really stick their heels in the ground, they must be just comfortable. Like if I were comfortable, I'm sure that, I would not. Yeah, I'm sure I would be like, no, no, no. Why change anything? I'm comfortable. Uh, the world has always dealt me and thousands, millions others, like not the most comfortable hand. So no. it keeps me evolving. 
Um, and I, yeah, I think that's, that's part of the, that's another, like the D variable in the algebra equation mm -hmm. is how comfortable do you want to be? Um, yeah. But no, I think it's, I think that's, it's very sad. And I, hopefully too, that hopefully that's how our system works is that when people are, are not able to work, you know, people in, like us in this situation are able to think innovatively, keep going and, keep and help our those economy economies too, a lot. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. no, I, uh, I, I, uh, I, I've been dealt a lot of shitty hands throughout my life too. I've dealt, been dealt mm -hmm. some amazing hands for sure. Um, I, I'm quite grateful, absolutely grateful. But the, it, it's like one thing I've generally always sort of said is, is the the absolute last thing I want to be is content. I do not yeah. want to be content because do not want to be content. You no, know, I mean it's like I'll never, I'll probably never retire. I won't stop working because mm -hmm. I'm. I've forever been of the belief that the day I stop working is the day I start to die. And I, I, mm -hmm. I, I will semi-retire at some point probably and work selectively on my passions, but I won't ever stop. I just, but I don't ever want to yeah. be content. I need that. I need that nudge every morning, you know, the, to, yeah, to I need the, the chaos. Yeah. Well, chaos. I need a problem to solve. That's what I am. I'm a problem mm -hmm. solver. So as long as there's something for me to try and fix, my mind is busy. My mind is happy. So. Mm -hmm. Oh, exactly. My father's, um, he's, yeah, he's retiring right now, or he's trying to with the pandemic. And he's worked every single day in his life since he was like 17, you know. Uh, and I don't know, now he's like sitting at home. and I'm so scared. <laughs> that He's like, that I got him one of those Oculus Rift things. So at least he can get up and like sword fight or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, and he'll love it. Yeah, it's on the way. But that's, that's so true. Like I imagine, I can't imagine my father just sitting around. He's so uh, active. And, you know, he, uh, he's the one who taught me, you know, basic, like, um, mechanic engineering, you know, he's the one who taught me like how to build, like, do my woodworking that I do. Um, you know, that's how that's where my craftiness comes from. And I, I, I hope it if I'm at that age, I'm in a barn somewhere, freaking making furniture, you know, uh, learning astrology, uh, like, I don't know, just keep myself going. Uh, because even tattooing and, you know, our businesses are our passion, but mm. it's not us, you know, it's not completely us. No, it's, it's a huge just, part, but it's not it's all of us. Part, I mean, I love cars. I love hot rods. I love to build things, uh, uh, fabricate things. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I've always said, you know, the, the one thing I'm going to do if I ever retire is that's when I'm going to go back to school. Sounds ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I'll be near the end of my life, but I want to go back to school because I always love to learn, you know? Um, oh, yeah, same. Lapidary, uh, 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 lost wax casting, stuff like this. I have so many Ooh, other little yeah. things that I've, roads I've always wanted to get down. So even if I stop working, <laughs> I've had so many roads I still have yet to travel. So exactly, me, exactly. Yeah. Well, and that's good that you at least recognize that because so many people identify themselves just with what they do every day. Um, and as a lot of people, I think I've heard the most, you know, for me, a lot of people just think I tattoo, I love my cat and I paint, you know? Um, but I'm like, no, I went to school for biology and entomology. And, uh, you know, I love, I love doing epoxy resin. I love making jewelry. I love woodworking, you yeah. know, like once, once a year I go to a Harry Potter convention and sell magic wands, you know, I make a killing. Uh, <laughs> There's more to Renee but... Little than just a pretty face <laughs> in cool tattoos. 
<laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, some of them, hopefully some of them are cool. <laughs> um, but, so just tell me about this printing. Like, what is this, this new business and this printing? Oh, shit. Okay, so it's There's getting so bigger. many things to uh, talk about. I know, I know. And I do art night. Okay, so that too. Um, so I started off just real small format in my apartment, you know, like desperately trying to print out these things. And I even had to go, there was like one commercial printer that I had. And this is where it was such chaos trying to get these things printed during the pandemic that I was like, that's it. I'm just buying a, a large format printer myself. So um, we're starting small. Basically, I did all, I don't know if you saw all the bird prints that I was selling there. They sold like hotcakes. Uh, and I just kept like every day, like bird painting, bird painting, bird painting. And I would make prints of those and sell them. And um, I, I don't know where it'll take us. We're really small now, but I've gotten everyone on board uh, on my staff. So we're now all going to be making prints. And so I'm working on the, the store right now. Um, Additional source so of revenue is never a bad thing. You know, I mean, never you know, a bad it's thing. It's just, just, yeah. Something to fall yeah, back on when shit goes mm -hmm. wrong. Exactly. Because there is one downside to appointment only. And I'm, I'm seeing right now probably like a 30% drop. So if I can, you know, if cancellations, like say if anyone's spouse gets exposed or they get exposed or anything, we have really, really great clients that thankfully candidly tell us uh, if they've been exposed or not. So we just cancel and reschedule them. So this will hopefully completely buffer out and take over, you know, that loss. Um, and yeah, I'm very excited about it, but I'm learning. I'm learning every single day. I'm actually like, I need to call Troy and ask him like, what paper source do you have? <laughs> Cause it's just He'll expensive. Tell you. Yeah, he did. He did like last time he was in town real quick. He was in the back of a car screaming it to me. And I was like, what? Uh, so yeah, we're going to have that talk again, but he's a good man. Um, and he has so much knowledge on so many different topics. I mean, oh, uh, yeah. it's, 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 it's. I, I do not get enough time to sit one-on-one -on -one with that guy. I mean, you never, nobody ever does really, but, uh, the, I, I, I did get to, to spend one night at the compound with him, uh, during this pandemic thing, very socially distant on the roof, you know, just, just, just hung up there and we burned through a bottle of scotch and talked for hours and hours and hours. And it mm -hmm. was, uh, I cherish that time. I mean, that guy is. Yeah. Yeah, I, he's a he's a deep individual. So I, he's I a very um, he's very inviting too. I remember um, I was very intimidated um, from tattooers in general, um, not not of an unknown reason, just because of you know where I started in Florida. You know, uh, basically as a young girl you know, you were told to shut up and put your head down, you know, uh, keep it down, work, shut up. No one wants to get tattooed by a girl. So, I mean, God bless that my name is Renee, to be honest. Um, they would call on the phone. They're like, yes, Renee will do your tattoo. They thought it was a dude. So, um, you know, I was very much intimidated the fact that I didn't want to have that dumb conversation with anyone. So I just didn't talk to people for years. Uh, I just stayed quiet and I listened and so that's how I first met Troy was uh, in, he was friends with my boss and came to visit at, uh, the Asbury Park show, you know, that John John puts on. And um, 
I think I was like overhearing their conversation. I was like brushing my teeth or something in the room. And I just like kind of popped my head out and commented on it. And Troy, I guess, was like, you're my friend from mm -hmm. there on. And, and he was the only person in that time that I had ever spoken to where we actually had a real conversation about business, about ethics, about situations. And he was the only person that ever gave me that respect in that time. So after that, you know, I, I'm really fortunate that I was able to get, you know, close with him and be friends with him because he's, I think I've learned the most from him for sure. He's a knowledgeable um, guy. And for those that don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about Troy mm -hmm. Temple, who's got to be the largest uh, uh, tattoo promoter in the world, I would say. I mean, that, that yeah. might be... I don't think that's exaggerating at all, for sure. Anyway, no, I don't think uh, so. Villain arts shows, uh, great guy, very talented, and uh, mm -hmm. I have a lot in common with him. I mean, we talk about business, mm -hmm. we talk about the stock market, we uh, we both have uh, rental properties and 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 do subsidized housing and and other things like that. So, I mean, uh, it's contracting mm -hmm. and so many things that. He you know, I, if I get stumped, painting. I can call him up. Yeah. And if he doesn't know the answer, he will refer me to somebody that can help too. Mm -hmm. it's like, he doesn't claim to know it all, but he's he, he's just got a wealth of knowledge. If you look at his portfolio, you know, um, he's also like kind of, he is that innovator. And I guess like that's maybe where I got that mindset. I saw how he was successful and I'm like, well, I know how to do things. All these old timers have been telling me I'm stupid and why do I want to go to college and, you know, all the like just tattoo. That's all you should be doing, you know, and I, I did. I like gave up painting. I gave up all the stuff, you know, just to be able to concentrate on tattooing. But when I met him, um, he makes his own shirts. He makes his own prints. He makes his own books. He makes his own, you know, he employs so many people that are his friends um, and that for me, that was like, that is an option. Why can't I do that? That's mm -hmm. awesome. You know? So yeah, uh, it's pretty incredible what he's put out and he's a survival, he's a survivaler. He'll survive. Survivor. Um, there's a new one. So la, 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 la. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, ah, just go with it. Yeah. Go with well, it. Well, in addition <laughs> to being a very successful businessman, not just in tattooing, but in all of, all of his ventures, he's also a good fucking human. Oh, I swore yeah. again. So, but oh. as he is, he's a good human. He's a, you he's, know, he's, he's just good people. I, I, I'm proud to call him my friend. Um, mm -hmm. So this this printing thing is is taking off. It's a, it's a little extra income and times of need. That's awesome. 